0: was popping was popping was popping welcome nikki and moose i'm nikki that's moose what's up moose what up y'all and welcome to episode 82 and on this episode we're talking about uh setting the tone with elliot wilson uh to niche down or not to niche down with uh nikki jam and gary v uh sticking with one thing with your business with ian And then uh is there such thing as privacy with wallow Mm. so uh how are we feeling with this moose
1: i I like i like the remix of this you know what i'm saying i feel like it's a nice balance a few different really creative ideas with business principles tied in so yeah i like where we're going with this
0: all right let's get into this intro two kids from queens cut from a different cloth Now, joining forces,
2: helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force. But more importantly, the stories
0: behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. So let's welcome all our audio and video uh, viewers, into Nikki and Moose. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, this is gonna be a fire episode. Moose, how are we feeling?
1: Man, feeling pretty good. I'm. Uh, I'm excited. We're recording a lot later than we typically would, but uh, it's cool. You know, it's it's Ramadan, so we're usually up this late anyway. So uh, it works. Thanks for working with me, though. I do appreciate that. So, oh,
0: this kind is of, this is the last a minute
1: audible. Yeah, there's a little, little remix audible at the line, like, hey, uh, Hut 52, we're going to have to record really, really, really late, but uh, yeah, let's get it.
0: Oh, listen, Saturdays, I chill and research, so it is all good. He thinks I'm not a night owl, so he really kind of like, he's like, is, so, yeah. is this too late? I'm like, yo, I'm chilling. What are you talking about? Saturday. Uh, now, uh, how early am I going to wake up on Sunday morning is a different story, Um,
1: right. but-
0: I'm up now. We up now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, when
0: nah, you're it work, listening it to this. It works this month. Huh?
1: That's a night. it works this month. Um, anytime outside of this month. I'd oh, yeah, you'll be, be yawning. Like no, 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 no. You'll definitely
0: be yawning. Even though people are going to listen to this in the morning. Shout out to the people who listen to this. Uh, when this first comes out, the viewers, this is probably nighttime, but uh, you would be yawning around yeah. midnight. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We've done many. Big facts. We've done many. Big facts. <laughs> Facts.
1: Shout out. Still shout out shout out to still the Floyd episode. Sorry, before you go into it. Okay. Yeah, shout out to the Floyd episode, which was our first like podcast podcast episode ever. Yeah. Uh that we recorded at like 1:30, 2 o'clock in the morning, because we were having all types of technical difficulty.
0: No, i uh, I'll, so, I'll, wow. I'll one up you. Shout out to our very first live episode together oh. when we recorded at midnight and I was there oh my at 3 p.m. <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> that, that was, that episode one in that episode was definitely uh, for the books. Definitely <laughs> for the Crazy books.
1: Crazy vibes. Yeah. It was, Crazy vibes. It
0: was great. It was great. But let's get into this episode. <laughs> so this, um this very first one, um I feel like we've, we've touched a little bit on this topic before of do we do things all on our own? When do we delegate? When do we not? Mm -hmm. Um, And I was watching an interview with uh, Elliot Wilson. uh, Elliot Wilson, hello, no disrespect. um, That he did with Complex about a couple of years ago, just pretty much going over like his career. And he was talking about, What he does with his team, because now that he's like high up in title and, you know, this new like digital voice of hip hop. He's like, yo, what should I do when I have my team? How do I delegate? How do I don't? We got a clip of it and let's talk about it.
2: Something new. I'll do everything myself at first and sort of set the template of how I want something and then I can pull, start to pull back more and more and give away authority and give away decisions and give away things and oversee it. But first I want to set the blueprint of what I think this is. Because fi- I have to get my hands dirty myself to figure it out. And then once that happens, then I can slowly start to feel like I can pull back and then be open to other people's
1: strengths. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 pretty cool, because if you think about it, when whenever we're in conversation with anyone who has some form of team with them or supervising power, management power, however you look at it, or we should just say decision making authority and you ask them, hey, why don't you delegate? The first thing, one of the first things that they always say is because by the time I tell someone how to do it and then I have to go correct them, I could have just done it myself, right. right? Like they don't want to delegate simply because they're concerned that people are not going to do it to their expectation or their standard. I like this approach because he's telling you, rather than me going through that hula hoop with you, two, three, four, five, six times, you do it. I'm like, nah, this ain't good. You do it again. Then I got to go do it myself anyway. Right. You know what? Let me start off first. Right. Let me start off first and kind of like show you set the standard, let you know, hey, how I want it. So we don't have to go through the back and forth. Multiple times, you know, before saying, okay, this is a good way. So I like that start. And I also think it takes it kind of it takes it through that like that old school mentality of I never want to tell someone to do something that I've never done. Mm. So I, I really like that piece of it, too. Right. Because now if I say, hey, I need you to do. XYZ well you've seen me do XYZ at some point in my career and I'm not disrespecting you or talking down on you or thinking less of you in any in any kind when I take this approach because it's something that I've literally had to do myself I figured it out and now last piece too, Nick's when I give feedback I could give real direct feedback because I know what it takes to succeed in the space so I I think some of those points are definitely spot on
0: I'm I'm a big believer in to be a leader, you have to get your hands dirty first. Not maybe the yeah. whole time, but like I can't respect somebody who's telling me something who's never done it. Yeah. I can't respect it. I think I, I had that problem in, in the military where a lot of people were put in position And just never did what I did. And so I couldn't respect you as far as direction wise, because I knew more than you. So Mm. why would I listen to you just because you have rank? So it's almost kind of the same thing. Like I could only respect those types of leaders, those people who are running point of any kind of project or whatever that they have experience. Now, you know, we're not, and I don't expect you to have the full-blown expert tease kind of vibe, but you know the basics, and you know what the final result's supposed to look like. So, for me, I since I always learn of what not to do, like, I've learned from a lot of people on what not to do. I know not to just delegate something I know nothing of. Because how am I supposed to really know what it's supposed to be like and then i'm comparing based off what i've seen other people do and not necessarily what i've really truly experienced so i love what he says with that i think my question to you is when is a perfect time to delegate because sometimes we keep it too long it's not that we don't want to delegate it's like all right, just this w- one more thing. The, now how, how about, l- let me take care of this. Now, granted, there, like you said, there are some people that, all right, this takes too much time. Let me just do it myself. Yeah. But sometimes it's just hard to understand when to let go. What What do you think yeah. is kind of, and I know it's like scenario basis, but I mean, is, yeah. is there a, metrics that we could go based off?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's ever about you as the person who's delegating. It's about how well you know the people who you're going to delegate to, mm. right? Because it's a matter of being able to set your people up for success. Yeah. So whenever I'm thinking about, okay, let me get on to something else. But at the same time, there's that responsibility to make sure that the part that you are working on gets handled correctly. Right. So you're always thinking like, okay, can I can I give this to somebody else? But more importantly, do they have the time? And the talent to be able to follow through on what I'm handing them in its entirety so that we do land on a successful spot, right? So I always think about that piece. It's like, okay, it's not so much about how I feel. But are the people that I'm delegating to are they in a position where they're, they're going to succeed with the task that I'm giving them. Mm -hmm. But for myself, I'm always thinking about the time and the value of my own time. Right, mm-hmm. I I used I thought I was a pioneer some some time back, but I guess this is a universal thought. But it's that it's that concept of, hey, you should know the value of your hour, and the things that you're working on, if they're not in line with what you produce in an on an hourly basis, as much as possible, you want to offload some of those concepts. So, mm-hmm. like some people are, they take the idea of a penny saved is a penny earned a little bit too far. Let's say your hour is worth 50 bucks. Okay. Just bare minimum, $50. Mm-hmm. And you come across, say, an extra charge on your credit card, and you're like, nah, this charge is not correct. I'm about to go in. I got to get this thing disputed and get it off. Mm-hmm. The charge is seven bucks. You spend an hour and a half trying to get this thing off, and you do get it off. Right. And you, and it's like, woohoo, Like I got it off. It's like... But is it worth it? Yeah. You just spent an hour and a half to save $7 when you could have made technically at the same time, 75 minus seven, there goes your whatever, Mm -hmm. 68 bucks. You know, so it's like, I think when you're thinking as a person, hey, what things should I delegate? I think you should take into consideration the value of your time. But when you're thinking who should I delegate to, you have to take into consideration the value of the the person that you're delegating to and their talent, their mm-hmm. skill set and their ability to handle that task that you're about to push their way.
0: That's a good thing. Now, what do you what do you say about trust? Like so with with Elliot Wilson, he has such a you know, a powerful role in the hip hop culture. Yeah. And to run certain pages keep certain playlists right, you know, uh just staying in pulse with hip hop culture, like there has to be a level of trust with certain people. And I'm I'm more like, okay, especially and it's 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 so funny because I had this live earlier with uh somebody who follows E and myself. And like, there's always, uh, the, the battle of generations, Mm -hmm. right? So, which causes trust issues. So what I mean by that is like, of course, the older generation, not calling my man old, but is going to be like, yo, they don't have the drive. They don't have the ambition, you know, um, they, they don't. You, they don't add value like when back when we did it like we find oh, yeah. it like of course great cool back right? In my days yeah 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 um and then of course like oh, I, i'll wake up super early and i'll add value wherever i go and woo, woo, woo. and i'm like okay now let me be devil's advocate maybe you don't find value because it's not the way you used to do it, but they're adding tremendous value that you're not seeing in their own way. But you're very blinded Mm -hmm. by if they don't do the paper route, they don't go out in this, like there's technology now, a different way of adding value or filling in the gaps may seem a lot easier to you but is that that's how they add value right yeah he's like "Uh, I I mean I see I get it a little bit I get what you're saying and I'm just like what you did we we do things in order so the next generation don't have to and then you get mad Mm -hmm. they don't do the same things you do seriously what are we talking about but that also goes with like how you got the position, how you got the job, how you got the certain title. Now you're creating a team and you have to delegate. How how could one gain trust or prove uh that they add value or they are worthy of this certain task if they didn't do Maybe certain things that you yeah. feel—that's that that's what I'm saying. Like, there's always nah, going to be sure. a trust situation for some, not all, right? Yeah, not yeah. all, but for some, which will require patience as well. Mm-hmm. What? What is? What is something to help out? Like,
1: no, nah, for sure. Uh, well, shout out to Shaq. He was on the Pivot podcast, and yes, I was, was listening while I was driving uh, yesterday. Great episode, by the way. Yeah. But. I love what he said, right? Because he was talking about his father and how he was raised and then how he's raising his children. And he was like, I'm not raising my children the way my dad raised me because they're not growing up in the same environment. Mm. So, So when I was growing up, I was growing, you know, growing up in the hood, whatever it is. So my dad had to take certain measures with me that I don't have to take with my children because, you know, let's just say, whatever. My kids are growing up on the hills. That's different than the hood, right? That's like a totally different environment. So they're exposed to something different. I can't expect the same thing out of them. So just about the point about the next generation, I like people who are forward thinking to recognize what's going on in my space or in the space. And I can make decisions based on that, not just based on how I made them 10, 15, 20 years ago when Mm -hmm. I was growing up. So that's gotta be the way all the time but directly to your point about trust and things of that nature, especially when it comes to delegating and working on our development project is how I gained this experience firsthand. Trust can be shared. Right. Responsibility can't. Mm. So yeah, because I can say, yo, I trust Nikki. I'm going to hand this off to Nikki and I know she can get it done. Right. But if that task is under my responsibility or it's under my general umbrella of responsibilities. When things go wrong, I know that most people are not going to step up and be like, Hey, that's my responsibility. Mm -hmm. And even if it is, it's your responsibility. Like it's, it's your department. It's your, arena, right? Like you say, you're that person in, in, in title who's needed for that. Right. So I can't expect the people who I delegate to, to take responsibility for something that I'm over so I can trust you, but the responsibility part still falls back on my part. So that's how I've noticed or learned to have just a little bit of almost like a push and pull type relationship with delegating and trust. Say so, okay, I trust you because I think you're a, you're a great person. You have the ability, you follow through in the past and the history is great. But I also notice responsibility is mine. So mm-hmm. that can mean I'm going to do, do, do my due diligence even after mm-hmm. I hand it off and you do it. I'm just going to double check. That doesn't mean I don't trust you, but it's because it's my responsibility and I know that part can't be shared. Mm-hmm. I got to do what I got to do to make sure... I'm taking care of my own responsibility. So that's how, what I've noticed about that part when it comes to delegating. It's like, okay, I can I can pass you the rock and, and I trust you, but the responsibility piece, I can't pass that off. That's always gonna be mine.
0: That makes sense, that makes sense. So uh, for our listeners and viewers, uh, how do you, uh, how do you see yourself as a leader when it comes to your team? Yeah. Like, are you the one that, uh, kind of gets your hands dirty and then delegates are you the one that gets your hands dirty and stays dirty and has a problem delegating or are you uh the one that just delegates with no problem just you are the leader let us know put in the comments dm us all that great stuff (laughs) now let's talk about uh very important topic niching down right now, I already have a devil's advocate to this clip, um, but Gary Vee uh, posted an interview that he had with Nicky Jam, who is a reggaeton artist, um, and speaking of how Nicky Jam got as big as he did. So let's talk about it.
2: When I went to Colombia, I, I saw there was 65 million people and my career was in a downfall. So I said, if I can make this country love me, if I can make a number one national hit in this country, I'll get 65 million people to back me up. And if I get 65 million people to love me, other people from other countries are like, why this guy has so many views? You understand that that's a talent that will never go away from you, right? To have the understanding to get up, go, execute like that, oof. What Nicki understood there is something that all of you can take from, whether you're an entrepreneur or a music artist or a teacher and ex- The reality is when you can win with your base, you can build from there. He was able to win in Colombia and go global. I was able to win in wine and build from there. Too many people are trying to boil the ocean. Win with your neighborhood. Win with your small genre. Win with your age group. Win with your small micro interest graph. Win small
1: to win big.
0: See, if Gary V didn't end it like that, I had so many jokes. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, we could just, you know, look at the country that we're in and say, oh, there's only 65 million. If I do this one good thing, then I could be globe. No doubt. 65 million people. Like what? However, that's if Gary V didn't say what he said. Um I love this clip because it breaks down concentrating on local right so bare minimum what Nikki Jam was saying yo I'm staying local like I'm not concerned about getting the whole hispanic uh community i'm not I'm not concerned about getting uh all of uh North America South America like I'm not concerned about over I'm not none of that. I'm home, my home is Colombia, I'm going to concentrate on that, going to figure out how to get a hit there, and that right there is going to add up to where my music is going to go global. From a more local standpoint, and a smaller standpoint, are we famous are we popular are we selling out are we converting with just our own city with where we are but you know of course with social media we seem as if we need to talk to the whole world and I and I respect that Gary V was like yo that's a talent that you saw the importance of being local like if you can concentrate on taking care of these people and and focusing on this, this particular thing, then it's going to be undeniable that it's about timing at that, at, at that way that you'll get further. So it'll go from city to state to coast, to uh, nationwide to then global, like, The issue, and I I will always continue to say, is that social media creates unrealistic expectations of what our brand and business is supposed to do and Mm. the audience is supposed to talk to, that we forget that we were made to speak to one specific audience first that is going to carry us out to all the different places. Now, as I said, it's are nikki jam thinks big right but i do believe that when we think of artists and he may have went through this too this is just a clip to where maybe he did go from like his little hometown getting that local spot taking care of that city taking care of to maybe uh you know, that particular county or whatever they have it over there to then, you know, half of of Colombia and then the other half and then maybe the lower half to where now his n- name is ringing out through the whole country. And now he captured the 65 mil, which was his grand goal to then go global. So there's, you, it, you know, there's a process of getting that big picture. So there's nothing wrong thinking that way. But. I do love that he didn't say. Y'all want the whole world. Mm-hmm. I want. You know. I want this and that. Like he's like yo. I I counted it up. It has this amount of people. It's a good amount of people. I think 65 million people. Is a great amount of people.
1: What a niche.
0: I mean, huh? <laughs> You know, yeah. Um, but for those people who are like, I can, I can't get sixty five. But you could possibly get the amount of people that are in your city. Mm-hmm. You could get maybe the people that are in your building. You could get like you gotta. It's it's bit by bit by bit, and allowing your work and allowing the word of mouth to carry on your stuff instead of praying and hoping that uh, this is going to work.
1: Yeah, well, I think the the part that sticks out to me here is that for you to really get in tune with your niche, you have to lower your pride. Mm. Because what I know about Nicki Jam, and and I'm sure there was more context in that interview outside of just that clip, when he made that transition to Columbia, there was he was going through a pretty rough time in his in his life, right? Like that that was a a, a, a rough patch for him. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting because I believe I'm, if I'm not mistaken, he's originally from Puerto Rico, or at least his parents are of Puerto Rican descent. So like it's he's not so too, but when he
0: said that I was yeah. like, it made me question a lot. I'm about to look yeah, it up yeah, as yeah. you yeah. speak.
1: Yeah, no, the full context, he might be like half and half half Puerto Rican half Dominican, if I'm not mistaken, but because of what was going on in his life, he went to Colombia. But the reason why I'm saying the main principle here is not allowing your pride to get the best of you, you could have went to a country like Colombia and said, Oh, I'm not about to serve these people. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican or I'm Dominican or I'm I'm better than everybody else.
0: Okay, you know what we need to definitely get way more context He's Dominican and Puerto
1: Rican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that, that's what I figured because I, I know he's like one of the originals Yeah. as, as reggaeton really started making this way like he's one of the originals and, and a, a good amount of the artists of that era were Puerto Rican and or Dominican. So I, I figured that was the case. But again, I just remember a good friend of mine really like filling me in about that particular interview and that's how I know a little bit more to it. So he transitioned to Colombia, went to Colombia because of what was happening in his life. But again, the part that's more important is the fact that he didn't allow his pride to get the best of him and went to a new country, lifting his nose above everybody else, pretending to be better. But in, instead saying, you know what? I'm here. I'm going to serve these people. I'm going to figure out ways to connect with them. And I know if I do good by them, they're going to rally behind me. And then I can get the 65 million million." You know, to to jump behind my my songs or me as an artist. So I I think that's how it goes down. But I think the idea of pride is is definitely important here. My question though is, what do you think about you know I've always heard you you can't be a ruler over your own land, right? Mm-hmm. Like this this concept, and, and maybe I'm paraphrasing, but this idea mm-hmm. that your hometown people aren't going to rock with you until you blow up somewhere else. Like and and then at the same time, you hear the other part of it, which is like. Well, you got to niche down and really focus on your core people, mm-hmm. and then and then it can work. And of course, when you when you say it like that, your core people may not necessarily be in your backyard. Mm-hmm. But I I, I do want to bring that like that phrase into it as well. This idea that people in your backyard may not always respect you. You got to blow up elsewhere. What what's your take on that, especially as it relates to like niche and you know growing your brand or your community
0: Mm
1: -hmm. what's your take on that do you pay attention to that at all
0: so before i answer i got backstory had to get backstory real quick right so uh 14 he had his first ep which was in 95 which caught uh daddy yankee's attention they had a group actually um Mm -hmm. but split right Mm. and then his career went down and he went to uh, Colombia afterwards, like 2014, to rejuvenate his, his career. So that's where
1: he, he was
0: in Puerto Rico. But uh, like he, uh, his family moved to Puerto Rico when he was 10 years old. But then he went uh, to Colombia afterwards. So, okay, I, w- I just needed quick context on that because I was like, I swore my man was Puerto Rican I was like
1: yeah it makes sense makes sense I thought the same thing away. all along I was like I know for sure right. a, a, a big it made part me of the question. That came I came out like, there was yeah I knew something was happening I was yeah. like I could
0: have sworn the Puerto Rican Day Parade but neither here nor day. um okay so so here's the thing so because I am such a a hip hop fan I look at New York and how New York rappers are really not known anywhere else but New York place. Like, yeah. there's some outliers, right? That um, come out and they're like, oh, we know them and they come from New York and everything like that. But There's a lot of rappers that just stay local. But that I think that's any state right Mm -hmm. there's outliers but there's a lot of people that stay local um my thing is an audience is an audience and if you are a master of your craft you could break out of that small local situation some people are only meant to be local heroes And Mm. that is okay, right? Others, based off their work, based off their relationships, based off uh, sometimes luck, you know, they are able to get out from being local. I do believe social media makes it easier to be seen outside of local but it also depends on what you're doing that almost it's a requirement and an easy layup to stay local, like to start local, not stay local, but to start local. So I don't necessarily find it a bad thing. I don't feel like it's a jinx or any, but I do, I have seen kind of like the good side of, of staying local. And then like, you go local, you just stay right there, like. And I think you know what I feel like. I feel like it's those mm. um those those New York fans that love the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> like right, right, right. I just I no no offense, Dallas. Please, cowboy fans don't don't come for me. I just I I'm just very confused when. New Yorkers who live in New York all their whole life. Yeah. All of a sudden just love Dallas Cowboys. It's the weirdest thing for me. So bear with me. And the um, Red Sox.
1: And the mm, Red Sox too. And the Red Sox too. Right, right, right. right, like, right, right. It's, just, it's, it's the like, weirdest. It's why? like they're
0: rebels. They're super rebels. Yeah. But but I, I feel like it's, it's like that when, when you don't start local and you just go, like, it, if, it's that shocking to me. Like, why, are you, mm-hmm. why, didn't, you, why didn't you stay home? Why didn't you Mm -hmm. work here? Like, but once again, everything is scenario based, you know, certain professions don't necessarily need to rely on location. And so some people do just to get a bus, just to start things off, just to, you know, um, I, I believe like anybody who starts off in Atlanta is just such in a good place. Right, I I I really do because their collaborations are amazing. Where maybe compared to other places, it's not as good. I think places have gotten better. Like New York Mm. has definitely gotten better with collaborations, Um, but we're so like on the go, focused, all that great stuff. That it's 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 a bit harder. So I'm cool with uh either or but i'm i'm always like what can you what can you maintain right now what can you do right now that will create small wins if you could create the small wins within locally then do that if you know you could create small wins from a wider standpoint and not make people feel disconnected and you're still solving pain points then you know then go go from a i don't know statewide go more for a coastwide nationwide you know ethnicity wide i'm i'm cool with that as long as you're creating momentum in small wins
1: yeah that's a good point that's a really good point i like that
0: Yee. now we go from niching down to not doing one thing this is <laughs> this is the conversation. Total so, opposite. Yeah, total opposite. I don't. I'm confused. So, shout out to the FAQ podcast. Love you guys, uh, Fuzz and and Q. Have a great podcast. If you haven't uh, listened to it, I don't even pub nobody else, but they're great. Um, yeah. And they had Ian, aka the Master Investor. Shout out to him too. Um, and Ian said something very interesting, which. You know we're we're taught master one and do one and everything makes sense and woo 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 and Ian's like nah none of that let's listen
2: because if you only stay in one lane you're gonna end up being a dinosaur and then or in, in the music up. industry tech will eat up because they hated Sean Parker but love Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs was genius enough to be the good version of Sean Parker of Nap- and came out the 90, yeah 99 cent single and ruin the music industry. Yeah. Netflix did the same thing in the movie industry. So don't want to just stay in your lane because at some point you end up going out of business as a result and you have no protection. Yeah. You want your business to be in a position no matter what happens. Can't go out of business and money constantly. You just gave me some more ideas. So OK, okay. We, we building. We, we building. We, right.
1: we We. We building. Right. We building. Um,
0: real quick. Uh shout out to the FAQ merch that I don't have. Mm, I don't know they have merch. Yeah, did you see it? The, wow. I mean, shout shout out to uh shout out to them. Uh I don't have it. I don't have a hoodie. I don't have a hat. I don't have anything. Q. And I know Isaiah's gonna clip this up. Q. Buzz. We highlight y'all sometimes. Yummy, yeah, sometimes. Good amount of times. Y'all have great interviews, great interviews. Great, I, you know, uh, don't, don't have this, but it's okay. It was great. We yeah. shout out to uh, uh, Marcus from the Breakfast Club that we interviewed. Uh, he mm. has a hoodie. Mm. He has a hoodie.
1: Wow! All our guests are slacking right now. What's up, no, no, guys? no? He has Come a he
0: has a FAQ hoodie.
1: Oh, he has a FAQ. I yes, he, he has had a, a FAQ. hoodie. Like, no, no, a no, no. He, he doesn't have a
0: hoodie. He has oh. an FAQ hoodie. I'm I wonder like, how that
1: happened. That's interesting.
0: Right, right. I don't know, but most go, go, go ahead. My bad. I, I just wanted to mm. say I don't have a mm. I don't have a hoodie or any or a shirt or something. I mean, it's about mm. to be summer or spring, whatever. I mean, yeah, I yeah, skip. I, mean, I skip summer. I, sk- I skip May. spring. Yeah, I skip spring. I just go straight to summer. I wear summer. hoodies
1: in the in the spring summer ish. Yeah, yeah. It, it,
0: it no, not summer. You don't wear hoodies nah.
1: in the summer. Hey, listen. When when we go, uh, we used to have our conferences in those hotels. You're gonna see me in a hoodie. Uh, now, this is true. <laughs> anytime. Is true. you know, no. you know those hotels be brick.
0: Oh, these are true. Okay. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's all good. It works. Uh I just wanted to support you, you know, and just be like, yeah, nah, the hoodies. Come on. Facts, facts. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah facts. Yeah. Facts. Come on. Even though it's a yeah, reach on yeah. summer,
0: but I get it.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh
1: no, but I, I I like I like this approach, man. I think it's it's actually brilliant. I and and I think as of late, a lot of people have been speaking to how the the quote is, has been incomplete or has been misinterpreted. Uh, yes. Have you heard about that? I gotta go oh do my the God. research. That's not, all I
0: hear it, about people. Like, yeah, it, I think Connie it said it this, too. Shout out to Connie. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: yeah. It has me in this mode like, hold up, I'm about to go back and like research all the cliches that I know. I just gotta make sure that they're actually correct. I'm not out here speaking, you know, just, just regurgitating other people's messages, right. which is a little crazy, right. but I will say from a business standpoint, clearly business standpoint here, it does make sense to not not from jump street, jump into other niches or mm-hmm. other areas of the market, but bare minimum pick a, pick a spot and study, okay. pick a spot and monitor because you want to know and, and you'll know eventually you're going to have interest at first. Mm -hmm. And then your interest is going to build into intuition Mm -hmm. where you're going to start to feel what is coming next, or you're going to start to predict how one thing may impact another Mm -hmm. and monitor that intuition. Don't just let it go. Go dead. Don't just let it go dry. Actually follow through on that intuition because it could be another one of your gifts starting to brew in the pot saying, hey, we got something coming up next. Right hey, hey! pay attention to 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 what's happening here. So I feel like I'm in a point in my life where I'm starting to go from interest to intuition. And I'm and I'm starting to trust my instinct. I love how all three of those words started with the eyes for you Smiths out there who just seen did. that that was unintentional, but it did rhyme. So just go with it. Right. I love when that happens. But but you got to trust your instinct to say, nah, I I, I, I want to go with this. Mm-hmm. Because eventually, you're going to need to make some of the adjustments and bring in these new ideas or new concepts that might seem a little foreign, a little intimidating to people, into your business somehow. Integrate it. Mm-hmm. Another I word. Wow, this is crazy. This is this is, this is crazy. This is just out of control.
0: <laughs> <This is crazy. laughs>
1: bananas, but I will say. Those are the type of things that will add, I've always talked about adding life to your business by Mm -hmm. making your brand younger or making your business model younger. I love what you did, right? Integrating the metaverse into the learning world or Mm -hmm. into the, the masterclass, personal, professional development, brand development, however you wanna look at it, but we integrate web three or where the future will be now. So we start getting acclimated. We're early adopters, we're the first to the space. We're gonna be a lot more accustomed than people who are trying to jump in when it's already hot. Right. So So that's an advantage, right? We talked about NFTs quite a bit. Again, mm-hmm. one of those things that, hey, it was new, especially maybe sometime last year when yeah. it was first starting to really jump, we talked about, hey, start paying attention to some of these models right. because it's going to make your business model a little bit more well-rounded and you're not just stuck on your one area. It's, I hate to go here, but a lot of the restaurants that could not survive the pandemic, it's because they kept putting off going digital mm-hmm. or digitizing or utilizing some of these delivery services. And granted, I know that business owners, especially as someone like myself who was in the space is gonna say that those those services, their fees are horrendous. Yeah. But others have come that are significantly better, but people who didn't make it out of that time was because they've always put it off. Like, ah, we don't need that. People are still calling the restaurant. Ah, we don't need that service. Ah, it doesn't matter. We're always gonna be good. Our locals love us. Pandemic hits. Yeah. It's a different story now. People are not calling like they used to. They're going to Grubhub, Uber Eats, boom, 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 and just using the tech. And then you're seeing a huge dent in your business. Why? Because you didn't innovate. So I do love this idea of just looking, picking one. It doesn't have to be a whole bunch, but you can just pick one at a time and say, hey, how does that impact my business for good or worse? Mm -hmm. And can I do something with it just just to, to keep myself future proof or at least available in the future.
0: Yeah. I, I like the idea of you're, you've been big on this, uh, diversifying, right. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you have to keep yourself relevant. Not only within the time that is now, but, then also forward thinking. So, you know, I don't know if I would say, okay, have your business and then get into, like, let's say, okay, have a media company and then get into a sewing company and then have your athletic wear uh, for runners. Like, I don't know if I would go that far. I'm always thinking of the multiple ways of monetizing your passion. So there are different avenues and different entities that could be created based off what you know and what your expertise is. That can be, uh, you know, one business here, one business there, one business there now. Playing devil's advocate, you know, what if that passion, that expertise becomes null and void? Like, it's just not relevant or needed Mm. because of technology anymore, right? I still think at a point of understanding and mastering what you do, you are already thinking about two steps ahead. So maybe not eventually, right now. You will see, but there are still ways as technology is growing, as uh, new trends are happening, that something of an old can still stay current with the proper resources and tools. So you just have to find that vibe. Like you you understand the climate that we're in and we're going to adjust. That's not saying if we use the example of uh, Blockbuster, right, due to technology and the needs of the cl- uh, the customers, right? If Blockbuster was to pay attention, they could have pulled on Netflix and Netflix wouldn't have even had a chance, right? But they didn't listen. They didn't adapt. They didn't see how things were, how things were a problem. And then how things went digital. They didn't see that until it was too late. And then when they tried it, it was just trash. Mm -hmm. Right. But to, to sit there and say they wouldn't be relevant now, they could probably have figured out this whole password problem thing if they were still in the game, possibly. For those people who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Netflix is taking a really bad hit because Mm -hmm. they just have this really bad password situation where people are sharing their passwords and accounts and everything, and people are leaving Netflix instead of gaining new users. They're forever declining. Now, I only bring that up because that's a problem of the now, that who would have known if Blockbuster was still in the game may not have had that problem because other softwares don't necessarily have that problem at all. You may have a a three-person minimum. You have a family plan. Apple has it. You have a two, three, if you do the family account, the second you log into another, uh, if you don't have that family account, the second you log into another device that catches it like oh ho oh, oh, ho hello uh y- you can't use more we're we're only gonna make you work here you're not gonna work over mm. there too right,
1: school's right, right. done it
0: like it's it's not it's not something that can't be done but I only bring it up because these are the different things that keeps you relevant that keeps you afloat that keeps you uh, a couple of more years a couple of more years And if we're seeing things going into the metaverse, what is Netflix doing to get into the metaverse? What are they like? What, what new things of their app, not just integrating with the metaverse, but what are they adding to make the experience even better that will continue to work and cater to that new environment? That's how you, you stay true to what's happening. Now, of course, all brands die. Like, all brands die. Eventually. Some may have a very long life. Some may have 20 years, 30 years, 100 and some years, 200 and some years. Like, whatever. They may have long lives, but they eventually die. Eventually. Maybe not the well. name but those 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 brands eventually die, I think, like, for example, or they transform into something new that isn't it like who's to say if uh we're all in the metaverse that uh Louis physical would be relevant like that is same way how. We talked about Elliot Wilson. Source, Vibe, double XL. They all kind of died because we all went digital.
1: Right. Yeah, the magazine. Yeah. Right.
0: The magazine era died. And we got blogs and we got all these digital stuff that it just didn't make sense. And now some are trying to uh, some have the subscription situation on a digital end but from a printing standpoint we don't have as many subscription subscribers as we used to getting it in the mail and everything like that that's gone right so it's yeah, it's that's crazy it's it's really figuring it out i don't i don't i don't think it's always diversifying with different kinds of genres like how I said in the beginning, but I think if you are really, really good, really good at what you do, you can monetize that in multiple different ways that will still keep, not all of them may last, but there is going to be something that will stand the test of time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like part of me wants to say brands may die but companies don't yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah. you
1: know and and, and that and shout out shout out to just our discussions here because i feel like the biggest thing that has really hit with me personally is this idea of not naming things after you like that's still coming back time and time again i'm just like you want to change the podcast name you want to change it yeah, come, eh! come. We change it. Eh?
0: <laughs> Listen, just you, it? Uh, l- listeners, uh, viewers, um, we're gonna keep Nikki and Moose, but maybe we want to add something in the beginning. Yeah. Presented by yeah. Nikki and Moose. I mean, like, what well, so would you, what would you call this podcast? So, in the comments, DM us, however you want to go, email us, whatever you want to do. Um mm-hmm. what would you call this podcast cuz he's not going to let this go until no, it's called it something else. I promise you he's not. You're going to hear this over and over again. Shout out to Trunking and, and and from scratch. Uh you know who you are. Uh but yeah, no. Go ahead, my bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just it just keeps coming up and I'm just like, "Yo, it is it is difficult to run away from that because yeah. I think of for example, I think of the the insurance companies that were built by the Rockefellers mm. and even the Kennedys in the, the early 1900s. Right. They're still alive today. I think like New York life. And of course, because we're from New York, I know about this. And yes. we see their building in the city all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, New, York, New York Life is like the oldest company on the planet, yeah. I think. They're like literally been around, since like 1912 or something crazy like that. But it's like, yo, that's crazy. Imagine if they named it after the owner. Right. Now, might have not survived. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, y'all let us know, man. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll, we'll remix the name. You know, the N and the M will become something different. Like networking and marketing. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? We'll we'll change it. Possibly.
0: (laughs) We're not changing the podcast. We're just changing the name because Moose is really... If y'all haven't really gotten these hints, he's really on that. So we may... A, A, with the new name, we'll have a new intro. I already know who's going to take over. Shout out to CJ if you are listening. Uh, We need you for the intro when the audience picks a new name for the podcast, whenever that may be, just stay on standby. All right. Just stay mm-hmm. on standby. <clears throat> but let's, let's talk about this uh, final clip. Um, and I know Moose loves this one. Uh, and I find it, I find it interesting, right? Because in the world of social media, it seems like we have no privacy. None. well, uh, a fan favorite, Wallow, uh, says something about privacy, and we're going to talk about it.
2: Good morning. It was a time when privacy was priority, and it was the hierarchy of life. It was just like everything. Now we live in a world where, though, if you don't put your business on social media, you're not living. You're boring, or you ain't got nothing going on. You're unsuccessful. Um, you're just a loser in life, if you don't have nothing to show, that means your life is is just horrible it's a, You know, it's a nightmare We gotta understand that privacy is worth more than money That privacy is everything See, privacy is a main ingredient to peace See, we've been finessed that. oh put your information out, put everything out there And then you get mad when people criticize and they sit back and be critics of your life not just as they critics from afar, they critics up close, and they write go ahead and write their opinion of, and their views of the life that you you know you presented to the world to say you live in. Privacy is worth more than money.
1: Mm. Damn, Pri- hmm. Privacy is worth more than money. Yeah, that's that's big. That's big. You, you know, it's crazy. So I've been on social media at least for my own personal account, social media hiatus for, I believe this coming December will be two years. Mm-hmm. All right. I haven't posted literally not one single thing. So at least till now, let's just call it 18 months just to, just for, just for counting 18 months.
0: But you popping on social media though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Your, yeah, your yeah, final yeah.
0: words are one of our, Best views sometimes. I'm just letting you know that you're popping on social media. Well,
1: well, shout out to you and the team for that, man. I'm 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 incredibly blessed and I'm I'm super grateful for it. Uh, uh, without a doubt. But at least and, and I'm and of course I was speaking from my own personal account. And yeah, and and I don't think I've ever really spoken to why or what made me like make the decision. And I don't even know that I intentionally made the decision. I, I spoke about being in just a weird space uh, about that time ago mm-hmm. and i couldn't really make sense of it probably until now and that's what that's what has me a little bit more open to the I, to different types of branding and marketing on social media mm-hmm. today versus say 6 months ago or a year ago where i was just like no social media no social media, like I was just almost against it. And I was trying to build my ways offline entirely where now I'm like warming up to it again. Like, yo, social is pretty cool. Like, look at I this, bet. this I is kind of cool. Yo, look at what Nikki's doing, right? Like that. That that's still some of my favorite stuff to watch. But what I'm learning today, and I've always talked about, like give yourself time to mature, because maturity is our biggest lesson. Like you learn so much and and forgive me if I'm going a little bit deep here for a second, but but, but bear with me on this, right? You'll notice that social media trains so much of us to live for now Mm -hmm. and not for later. And when I mean living for later, I don't just necessarily mean your older age or your future generations and legacy and generational wealth. I literally mean for a life in the hereafter, right? Like when you pass on, there are, there are accounts that like you're going to be held accountable for your actions. And, and if you're a believer of any kind, then you know that you're supposed to live for your hereafter or do for your hereafter more than you do for your right now. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're someone who's just so sucked into all of your energy, all your effort, everything goes into trying to, showcase that you're valuable right now Mm -hmm. and I think you missed out on not just social media or the meaning of social media but you've missed out on a big element of this thing called life and I'm speaking to it because that is me that was me right like the only way I can understand the difference or the or what is most important between what I thought was important versus what actually is important was to just cold turkey, shut it down. Mm-hmm. This entirely it's just like stop. No, nothing. At the expense of everything at the expense of loss of income and a decrease in revenue and, and, and a progression and blah, 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 all these metrics. Because who you become in the long run is still more important than any of those things. So just to, to stay on cue with while Wal- Wal- I Wal- was saying, I do think some of us have been suckered into thinking that if I'm not doing this and this and this and this and that, then I'm not it. Right. When the truth is, you're it regardless. Mm. You're you're showing up on social. It's just a little. It's a little icing on the cake. It's just a little like, hey, I'm I'm really it. But I'm gonna give you a little bit of a flavor. Let me just, just kind of spend a little bit of time showing you about what my it looks like. Mm. So. I think a lot, a lot more people, man, and, and I don't know that they may have even realized the effects that social may have had on their life. And they'll, my, my prayer and my hope is, of course, that one day they'll really realize it and, and treat it because it, it can be dangerous. So I, I do I do value what was saying here because it's like, yo, put things into perspective. Like back in the day or at some point, privacy was the it factor. But because we started jumping to these metrics and doing anything to to show that, hey, I too am valuable, we started shedding our privacy, we started tearing relationships, we started putting any and everything out there you know and and that created some some turmoil
0: perception's everything you know yeah. perception's everything uh we We tend to look at people's profiles and Assume what their life is about, what it's not about, and I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't get after a while, like why certain celebrities and certain actors uh, did still hold that code of privacy when we're such and such a new world, like some adapted to this new, like, let me show you a little bit more of my side of things. But there were some that just didn't until I started, uh, talking with an actor and he put this, uh, thought in my head of like, look, we, we have multiple roles we have to play. Like, I don't want them too caught up with, a certain kind of lifestyle and think that I can't perform this role, or uh, because of who I'm with, I can't, you know, have this on screen relationship, or it will cause some turmoil over here. So there still has to be a sense of uh, curiosity and mystique to the profile. I was like, oh, that makes mm-hmm. so much sense, right? And then understanding that regardless if you try or not, social media is a highlight reel. So, you're, of course, you're going to think this is all that's good and glamour, and if you don't show that, you ain't, you ain't got it. It's just not, it's not it. You know, and some things should still be to you. Like, but at the same time, I don't knock those people that show off everything because it's like, yo, I want to document these new experiences. Um, Actually, uh, I don't think he'll mind saying this. Shout out to Maul, right? Um, I was cracking on him. I was cracking on him in E, right? I was like, yo you going to let a group of people outdo your Dubai trip. I didn't see these mm. views. I didn't see right. this stuff from you. I saw a few things. You know what I mean? Couple. I saw y'all in the ATVs. I saw y'all on top of, uh, of the highest bill. I saw y'all there. But this over here, I didn't see you do this. I didn't see you do this, right? And he's like-
1: That's hilarious.
0: He's like, yo, not everything is meant for social media, Nikki. I said I get it. However, he was showing it at 3 a.m. What do you mean? Right, like, what we right. talking about? Like, Can't I get what you're saying. He's like, I didn't show you drop. when we were in Emirates. Oh, but he did. So I don't know what you're mm-hmm. saying, right? And he's like, nah, I don't gotta, I don't gotta do that. My experiences is for me, the people who I'm with, and my wife. Like, I could, and it probably could get. Thousands of likes. And then what? I was like, and then I feel that I have to to uphold that I got to show you everything. And I don't want to show you everything. Right? My wife loves me. That's it. Mm-hmm. She loved the experience. That's it. And so it comes with the, you know, priorities. What really are you doing this for yourself? Are you doing this for just to get the approval of others? You know, it, it really, and because I understand both sides, it's, it's, it's an interesting feeling for me because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm big on documenting and showing certain things, but I'm also big on privacy. Right. Right. I'm I'm big on not showing every single you. You don't know everything about me. You assume because of what I show you, and yeah. so you're a
1: pretty like publicly private person. It's weird. It's like the craziest thing ever. It's pretty smart.
0: You see, you see, and <laughs> yeah. everybody loves me. Everybody loves right. me. Um, right. Um, but I I I think that's a that's my balance of things. You know, it's like I. I don't want to compromise uh, my expertise. So I never want my life to be the showcase. I want what Mm -hmm. I'm good at to be the highlight. And then you get a sprinkle of here and there. um, and, And until it makes sense for me to show more. And when I show more, it's just for a season. And then I go right back to letting you know who I really am. Like,
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you
0: know why I'm here, right? And if we understand that social media is a tool, I don't necessarily have to be a reality TV show. Now, but then again, I know some who are. Like, I know, um, a good example is when Meek Mill used to show all the, the money in the cars. And he said, look, this is for motivation. This is not to, to say, look what I got, ha ha, nana na boo boo. Yo, I came from nothing, from Philly, and I'm showing the people who are still there that, yo, it can happen. So I can understand when the motive is pure. I can understand when you're showcasing a lifestyle because... This is bringing attraction to your business, right? I can understand those things and but I could also understand when uh when he says privacy is a priority and we know wallow for what hes what he puts out he puts out these messages, he does his podcast uh and it is what it is that's it. my man is doing crazy things in the background. I think he just got a position at YouTube. Like, wow. yeah, he's he's doing great things that don't necessarily have to be on social media for you to say that he's successful. That's why Maul, and we got to get Jamal King on the podcast. I, Isaiah clipped this up real quick. Uh, Maul, Hello. Uh you hey. haven't been on the podcast podcast. You haven't. Uh I you right. could go from one to eighty-two right now, and you haven't been on the podcast. You were there in the early days. We appreciate your support. However, thanks for um that. yeah, thank you. But uh you haven't stepped uh over here for a while, okay? Um, you're requested. Um, and if you if you care to join us, uh please let us know. Um we would, we would highly appreciate that, and um, don't don't make me nag you and put all our phone calls on the gram uh, because I, I have millionaire friends. Yummy? Know I mean? Don't make me be like other people. But um, <laughs> um I say all that because m- the way I met Mall. And and you guys could see on, on our YouTube channel when we did interview him. Uh, he was not on social media. And I was like, everybody got to have a social media account. And he's like, I don't. And he had like six businesses and he's a whole millionaire. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Why are you not on social media? And I was... Already, like in the the lifestyle of everybody, has to be on social media. So even if you don't, if you don't floss or anything like that, you're showing that it's possible, right? You can show who you are. He's like, I don't care about that. That still doesn't make me more money. Mm-hmm. Then he eventually got on and did make him more money. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? like they, they These are actually. Money factual I yeah believe. it did it did make yeah. you more money sir um but uh but I understood like there's people in like real life and it, and I always laugh when in the clubhouse days, like there's all these execs that were in clubhouse that had like twenty followers, you go on their Instagram hundred followers, two hundred followers, thousand followers at most. they're big execs, mm. You would have never known based off their following count, and that's what right. we sometimes we do. We go based off their following count. We look at their pictures. They're in a boat with their dog, like right, the most right,
1: right.
0: non-like. Here are my relationships, and it's like, oh man, what what is a do I find a balance? Do I not find a balance? Do I just go too on um, privacy, or do I do all in? Do I have a healthy balance? I think that's just a struggle. I think I'm not a struggle, but I just think that's a question that every brand, every business should have, every person should have when it just comes to this this world that we live in.
1: That's so real. That's so real.
0: Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he's like yeah, but yeah. Um, listen. You know the vibes. Follow us everywhere. Let us know. Here's a few things. Uh, We asked about feedback from the Elliot Wilson clip, right? We asked about uh, a possible new Nikki and Moose title for this uh, podcast, right? And then... um, are you private? Are you not? Like, what do you right. are on social media? Let let us know that too. Mm. But let us know that on social media at Nikki and Moose everywhere. <laughs> um, little plug, yummy. Know I mean? The right, little, right, little right. plug, perfect but, uh, fit. Moose, final words.
1: Yeah. Um, well, first, I just want to publicly say thank you. Um, you know, I think it's important that I publicly say thank you from time to time because I am grateful for you and I really appreciate you as both uh, a friend and a co-host and, uh, you know, all this other stuff that, that we get to do, uh, in, in this, uh, digital world slash social media. I will say that. I will say that. Big all right. Have a good night. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> all right, No final words today. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, but I, I will say this, man, more important than... What you acquire is who you become. So regardless of what's most trending or what's, what's most profitable, remember that at the end of the day, you get to go to, go, you get to go to sleep with you at night. So you have to rest your head knowing that you've done good, honest, good work. So more important than what you acquire is who you become.